You're currently listening to Onyx and the world of oil derivatives. I'd like to take this opportunity to introduce you to Onyx Insight, a reporting and analysis service that focuses particularly on the oil swaps market. The service comes in a form of daily WhatsApp updates, trading window reviews, monthly reports, and liquidity and volatility assessments. All our information is derived directly from our trading floor of Onyx Commodities, the number one liquidity provider of oil swaps globally. There's no service like ours, providing expert analysis across the barrel and reporting in real time from those with real skin in the game. To find out more information and sign up to our free trial, visit our website at www.onyxcapitaladvisory.com or Google Onyx Advisory Insight. Also, please be sure to check out our LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook. Good morning, my name is Richard Rawlinson, I'm the Head of Commercial at Onyx Advisory. I just wanted to take two or three minutes just to touch on uh, a podcast we did yesterday with our CEO Greg Newman, uh, if you're not hedging, you're speculating. So all around treasury management, risk management, how a company manages is exposure. Now I touched on a phrase called procure to pay uh, and I alluded to the Onyx 10 step methodology. Now I just wanted to highlight that 10 stage process, if that's okay. I appreciate it's difficult to see here. I will ensure that I put the link up uh, at the end of this podcast so you can see the Word document as well. But what we meant by that was, at what point does a company acknowledge exposure in its P&L process? Yeah? So this quick example is going to show that. Let's say we start a business. Now, we need to go and buy the product or the service from overseas. We're going to be an importer in this example. Now, let's just say on the 1st of January, we fly off to America and the dollar is at 148 and we do some vendor sourcing. Excellent, we find a brilliant new supplier. We come back, we fill in all the appropriate uh, organizational paperwork, you know, have we ticked the right box, etc. We have. But that takes time. You know, Julian Procurement needs to speak to Darren in purchasing, that needs to speak to the requisition order approval department. There's lots of stakeholders at play here, so it's about managing the timeline. So on the 1st of January, the dollar's at 148. We come back, we put a requisition order in, that requisition order gets approved, and then that requisition order turns into a purchase order. Now for Onyx, this is the point where you're acknowledging exposure. You've almost entered into a contract. You've said, we would like to buy X amount of product from Y supplier with a Z time frame, okay? But if you can just notice, again, I appreciate it's hard to see, but what you can notice here is the dollar's already come down from 148 to 143. Is that going to be a problem? Well, we shall see. If going forward, you're selling a product like a pen, for example, that might have a very short lead time. So that lead time would have less volatility usually around it. However, if we're making handcrafted, ergonomically designed, bespoke chairs, you have to understand that that might take 6, 12, 18, 24 weeks to come to fruition for the customer. But if we've agreed a price to a customer, what price are we charging him now? This is where the procure-to-pay process really highlights inefficiencies in companies' hedging strategies. So, when we've raised our purchase order, it was at 143. Remembering when we first went, it was at 148. 
but that might be trying to catch the top of the market a bit too unrealistic. So now we're down to 132 when the goods get received. If the goods are faulty, we have to send them back, raise a new purchase order. The whole process starts again. Again, time consuming and leaving yourself exposed to geopolitical impacts. Now, please note, this example is from 2016. I am aware it was a very volatile year. You know, we had Brexit, we've had referendum. Well, we had Brexit, we've still not had it. We do still have Donald Trump in power. He likes to send the old tweet whilst eating a cheeseburger in bed, as we all know, to the rocket man. But its implications, both geopolitical, they have huge consequences for global and multinational businesses. So let's say now the goods get received and they're not faulty. We come back, we do our data capture, we do our invoice matching, we check it all, and then it comes to making the payment. Now, the dollar's now gone to 129. And just so you know, the payment isn't due yet. We have 90 day payment terms. Let's say we only had 30 day payment terms. And like most companies, we chose to pay on the 30th day. Well, in that scenario, the dollar's now down to 122. So if we can just highlight from 148 to 132 down to 122. So on a top level, if we have a business that has a budget of 140 on the dollar, with a profit margin of 5%, that means the dollar has to be at 133 for us to even break even. We can clearly see, pretty much from the moment we raised our purchase order, we were going in the negative with our product. What I mean by that is, we either need to sell the product at a loss, which isn't gonna be a sustainable business model for very long, or we need to increase our prices to our end customer, which is never what a business wants to do. And if you're in a saturated market with a, with a, with a non-luxury good, you might not be in the position that you can do that. And all of a sudden you price yourself out of the market and you've gone from having an unprofitable business to no business at all. Like I said, I'm gonna highlight this uh, in a link at the bottom. I'll send you out the Word document so you can all see the stages. But essentially guys, the, uh, the message of this podcast, as always and as per yesterday, if you're not hedging, you're speculating. I'll speak to you soon. Many thanks.